إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شر أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الناس إنا خلقناكم من ذكر وأنثى وجعلناكم شعوبا وقبائل تعرفوا إن أكرمكم عند الله أتقاكم إن الله عليم خبير يا أيها الذين أمنوا اتقوا الله حق تنقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين أمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصرح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما All praise belongs to Allah We praise Him and we seek His guidance and His forgiveness We seek protection from Allah from the evil of our own selves and our own bad actions Because whenever Allah guides, no one can misguide Whenever Allah leaves to go astray, no one can guide them correctly I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah alone without any partners and that Muhammad وسلم, was his servant and messenger. O mankind, fear your Lord who created you from a male and a female and created from the many nations and many tribes that you may get to know one another and know that the best amongst you in the sight of Allah are those with the most God consciousness. O you believe, fear Allah as he ought to be feared and don't die except in a state of full submission to him. O you believe, fear Allah and always speak the truth that he may improve your affairs, that he may forgive your sins. And whoever obeys Allah and his messenger has surely already attained a great success. And my bad, as for follows. My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam, you all know the hadith. The ummah is supposed to be, ideally, it's intended to be as one body. It's supposed to be a collective. It's supposed to be one nation, one people, one community. It's supposed to be a big loving family. We're supposed to be there for each other, We're supposed to care about each other, We're supposed to try our best to help each other and to serve each other and to work together. That's the ideal. The reality is far from the truth, but ideals are there for a reason. We should strive. We do our best. Can I, can you, can each of us, can our whole masjid change the condition of the ummah? No, we cannot. Change comes from Allah when we take the steps. Step one is to recognize that ideally, when one part of the ummah is suffering, other parts are there to help them and vice versa. And Allah set it up. 
No one person, no organization, no individual, no masjid, no community, no religion, no government even created the whole planet and set up everything and created the circumstances as they are. It's from Allah, it's a test. When we're living in good times, when things are okay and you have your food, shelter, clothing, that's a test. And when you're going through hardship, that's also a test. So that's the big picture. Allah set up these tests for us. And when a community or a segment of the ummah is going through a test, that's a test for them. It's a test for us too, of what we're going to do. Allah knows what we're capable of, and you're only expected to do what you can handle. On the other hand, we have the predominant global philosophy and lifestyle and ideology of individualism, which goes very counter to what we just spoke about. There's no concept of ummah, whether they're Muslim or not. No concept of community, although everyone recognizes that they prefer to be part of community. Everybody wants to be part of a community when they're in need. But if they've made some money and others are asking them for help, it's me, myself, and I. Individualism says, if you want to have justice and equality and peace and love in the world, everyone should focus on themselves. Just do what's in your best interest. Don't care about others. And it is, it is the majority view in the world today. And in a country like the US, and in places like Europe and so on, it's easier. Because every person has a job, everyone has their income. My house, my car, my lifestyle, right? My social media accounts, my husband or my wife, or my boyfriend, my girl, it's my, it's, right? They want to just take, take, take as much as they can from every relationship, from every opportunity, every resource. If you ever say anything bad against someone, you even try to help someone or advise them or criticize them, they're not going to like it. It goes against the ego. It's individualism. It is not the case for the believer. It's not the case for the Muslim. It's not ideal. It's something we have to strive against, fight against. Shaitan would like to divide and conquer everybody. Would like everybody to think of themselves and none else. It's easier than to dissuade you and misguide you. Easier than to take advantage of you. Easier to get you to work against others. It's just about you. If all you care about is yourself. It's easier to misguide. If it was a family unit, it was very strong. It's easier, easier than to pray together and to fast together and to remind each other and to encourage each other. If you're spending less, think about it. Also, we should not adopt the victim mindset, the victim mentality, or the waiting for the Mahdi mindset. Uh, as far as I know, I've never heard anybody else use this term, so it's, it's mine, it's patented, I'm kidding, you can use it. The waiting for the Mahdi mindset, I've, I've heard it everywhere, that I've lived in the Middle East, I've lived in the US, I've visited plenty of countries, and I've noticed it even different generations, different ages, practicing Muslims, non-practicing Muslims, and it looks something like this. So, oh my God, do you hear what's going on? Oh, what's going on here, what's going on there? There's so much evil, there's so much, oh my God, the judgment is coming tomorrow, we're just waiting for the Mahdi. It's not the practicing Muslim's view. It's not correct. The judgment could be any time, right? We don't know when it is. Can it be near? No, we know for a fact that it's near. In the sense that the Prophet Muhammad is coming, his ba'atha, him coming as a prophet, was a sign of the day of judgment. What does that tell you? Because if you look at human history, we're in the end of times. We're in the end of times, but that's a fact. But how do you respond to that? How do you act upon that? How do you live your life? Also comes from the Quran and Sunnah. Allah told us and the Prophet told us about the judgment and about the Mahdi and about all the signs of judgment, things that we like to obsess over on social media, the videos we like to share. He told us about this, but he also told us how to live our lives. Right? We think about death, but we also know how to live our lives. We think about the judgment, but we also know how to prepare for it. The waiting for the Mahdi mindset, the idea of I can't do anything, it's too much, oh my God, it's so much going on and they're all plotting against us and they all hate us and Islamophobia in the industry. The Prophet didn't have this mindset. He was at one point the only believer on the planet. And there was the Romans and the Persians, all sorts of power. In Quraysh, they tried to kill him. He didn't have the mindset of right, this victim mentality. Oh, everyone versus me, I can't do anything. Oh Allah, made dua. you make dua during the night and during the day you go out and you work. And you help others and you encourage others and you motivate others and you inspire others. You do your best to build. And when someone destroys what you built or insulted you, criticize you, you go on and you continue building. And when they destroy what you built, you go on and continue building. Because that is the way to be successful. That is the example the Prophets give us. 
They all told us the day of judgment and you could die at any moment and so on. But they also told us how to live our lives. You don't let those who are going to insult you and criticize you and hate on you. And those who hate us, they are, this is one of the tough realities. Is that Muslims are objectively, factually, we are the most peaceful people on the planet. All the statistics say so. It's not just me saying so as a Muslim. We're the most peaceful people on the planet, but there's people that fear us and there's people that hate us. It's a fact. Islamophobia is real. So based on that, you do nothing? No. Based on that, you take everything that you can, everything that you own, everything you're capable of, all the knowledge, skills, abilities, the tools that we have, and we have a lot, and you give it your 110%. And the results, it's up to Allah. Allah says, Inna sa'yakum It is your effort, your pursuit. It's the journey. That's what Allah cares about. Everyone judges you based on your results, on your, the results, not based on the effort. Nobody cares if you worked very hard, if you got a C in that class. Everyone's going to make fun of you. Right? If, you, if you, you, you spent years to work for a job, but you don't have a job, you're jobless. You're homeless. You're, everyone just cares about your situation. Except Allah. And that's what really matters. Allah knows that you can't control how much money you make. If you think that you got this really good job because you worked hard, you're deluding yourself. It's not how it works. There's people that worked hard for you and they didn't get that job. To test from Allah whether you have it or not. Allah gives it to you. The point is, Allah gives, Allah creates the results. Or Allah decides how things will play out. Don't obsess over that. Don't focus on that. Focus on what you're doing. If you're putting your 110%, that is success in and of itself. There's prophets that had no following. They spent decades and no one was better than them. They had the highest IQ, the highest emotional intelligence, the most care for their people, the best in terms of speech. Some of them had very few following. Prophet Musa, maybe some others had like a nation, had like a people, and Musa was insulted and criticized by his people. And they are prophets, the best people to have ever lived. The point is, don't focus on the results, focus on the effort. The waiting for the Mahdi mindset, that the day of judgment is any time and there's too much power and I can't, the victim mindset is flawed. It's not true. It's not the reality. Don't tell yourself this. Train yourself out of it. Why? Because us especially, specifically those who are in this, this masjid, Houston in America, American Muslims, you are in fact the natural global leaders. You're the natural leaders of this country, and natural leaders of the Ummah, natural leaders of the globe. It's a reality. I didn't choose it. This is how Allah, we said this earlier, Allah created the situation and you do your best in the test that we have. This is our test. And it's good or bad, depends on what you do. But we have every tool at our disposal. We have all the resources at our disposal. We have all the avenues, right? The media and academia and law and politics and, and lobbying and we'll go into it in a little bit. All those things, they all exist in the US. The US is the global leader in terms of intellectually and culturally. Economically, in terms of media, in terms of the Harvards, the Hollywoods, they're both in the US. That's intellectual, that's cultural. We, we, the whole world, everybody wants to be like Americans. Everyone wants to come to America. Everybody wants to follow the trends and the patterns and the, the styles, the fashion that, that starts in America. So it's our opportunity in this short window of life, if you are here, to maximize that. If you're too focused on what people are going to say about the way you dress, and I'm also now speaking to younger people especially, if, if you're daily, I wake up in the morning, what are my friends going to say about the fact that I don't have a Supreme shirt or Yeezys on my feet? Right? And if you're a girl that goes to school, a teenage Muslim girl, we care about you, you're part of our community, but, and they're really struggling from what I've noticed. And if you care that you, you know, whether it's Gucci or Mani or not, know that that's a spiritual illness. You're sick, and we're not saying that to put you down, we care about you. And I'm sure your father and mothers and so on, and the youth directors, imams, scholars, we're, all, we're supposed to be you know, in this together. We're supposed to care about our families and other families. But families are struggling. Yeah, dads are in a place, moms in a place, the kids are in a different place. And it's absolutely related to the topic. I know I've gone into a number of things, it's related. The topic is Palestine, and I'm sure you guys could, can tell. But we're also here, we're not in Palestine. So these are some of the spiritual illnesses that are here that are preventing us from maximizing these opportunities, from succeeding in these tests. Whether we free Palestine or not, that wasn't the test. Allah didn't say that you, Ahmed, Muhammad, Fatima, Saul, your job is, are you going to free Palestine in your lifetime? So that way outside of your control. But these are spiritual, personal, individual, spiritual illnesses that I myself have, spending hours on Netflix and YouTube and so on, 
directly related to the fact that we're not passing our tests. We're not doing everything that we can do to help those all around the world that are suffering. We care more about whether we got the likes on our social media posts. Put out more positive content and ignore the likes. Because in that time that you're wasting, like, what, did they like me? They're not, they commented, they hate, they're hating on me. Ignore the haters, don't feed the trolls. I'm speaking now to the, the teenagers and the preteens. Ignore the haters, don't feed the trolls. In that time, such a waste. You could have instead been posting again and posting again tomorrow and been thinking about how to improve your posts. Think about it. Be productive. If you're able to ignore the haters and so on, then you're able to build more. You're able to post more, create more. Just be more productive, which means you will succeed. Obsessing over people's opinions of you is not the way to succeed. If you care about the brand names that you wear, well, that's wrong on so many levels. One is, subhanAllah, those brands are actually, in fact, directly related to the fact that we have the Uyghur Muslims in China and we have Palestine and so on. The oppression and the injustices of governments around the world, they're funded through the companies that we ourselves wear. That's one. But more, more importantly, or more, more directly, we only have one mind and one heart and one life. You can only be in love with, obsessed with, focused on so many things. Can you, can your week entail a number, can your schedule have multiple things? Yes. Can you have a to-do list? Yes. Can you have two different jobs and you earn an income from two different ways? Or you have two different organizations you volunteer with? Yes, you can. Can you study two majors at once or a major and a minor? Yes, you can. I did like three, four majors at once. I'm not saying it's ideal, but it's possible. But can your heart and mind be obsessed with more than one thing at the same time? No, not really. If, if your obsession in life is what do people think of me or how do I look or so on and it's not just a minute of the day or it's not just some anxiety, it's not something you're struggling with but it's, it's, you've adopted that whole lifestyle that is your value or those are your values then where's the place for dhikr and Quran and dua where's the place to try to improve your relationship with Allah do our best and I know it's easy to say hard to do ideally we want our heart to be completely for Allah I'm not saying I'm there but that's, that's the challenge that's the that's the goal that is our test and that's our test whether you're there or here. If you're a Uyghur, if you're a Rohingya, if you're a Kashmiri, Palestinian, Yemen, you're going through all that. Or if you're in America, Britain, Australia, Canada, New Zealand. Generally, we're relaxed. We have our issues, but overall, we're okay. Regardless, though, that's still the test. They might be going through more physical tests and ours are more uh, psychological. right? Economic jobs and so on. Being kicked out of work or school or so on because you said something. Or losing friends. That's psychological. These things matter. These are real tests, too. It's not just bombs dropping on buildings. These are real tests, too. Allah knows how He tests us. We're different. But in the end, the, the solution and the goal and the, the struggle is the same. It's about your heart. Is it for Allah? Is it for basically everything else? If you're enslaving yourself to everything else, if you're running after the brands, yes, that's a type of slavery. If you're in debt or you have addictions or you're obsessed with different things, it's a slavery. There are different types of slavery. It have to be just, it's not just physical slavery. It's not just handcuffs. It's not just you know, whips. My dear respected brothers and sisters In Islam there is a lot that you can do It might start with one video One article, something simple One khutbah maybe You decide okay I'm going to give it my best Maybe I was someone who was just generally cruising through life Hopefully I prayed my prayers That's, the, that's what's required If not then that's even more important than everything I was saying But you've done your basics and you work And you take care of your family You say you know what maybe this is the time This summer what's going on around the world I want to do a little bit more very simple. One article, one video, so on. The issue, the, the, they call it a conflict, it's an occupation. It's actually very simple. One article, one video is enough to know if you don't know anything about it. You start with that, you share that with family first, friends, circles. If you can, if you're confident enough, inshallah Allah give you the ability, you, you share with classmates, co-workers. It takes a little bit more. It's harder than sharing it with friends and family, but you're capable inshallah. 
If you're feeling extra confident, you can share it with teachers, professors, or employers. Um, not easy. There, there are repercussions usually, but there is a lot that you can do. There are protests you can go to, and there happens to be one tomorrow. You can ask me about it after the khutbah. We've had, what, five, six protests already this summer just in Houston. And uh, wallah, I mean, it might be a whole summer of protests. As Muslims, is protests our goal? No. It's something that we love or enjoy. Is it something like, is it our lifestyle that we would like to go to protest? Are we rebellious by nature? Are we there to create trouble? No, absolutely not. And there are hadiths that say all of what I just said. The Muslim is not rebellious by nature. No, this is not the, the default. But they're a tool. Just like social media is a tool. Protests can be a tool. There can be some benefit in them. They can be done right. They can have some good. So one way in which to educate our wider society in America, about half of which don't know anything about what's going on in Palestine. So bring attention to certain causes, so which we will take part in, inshallah. So that's one thing you, you and your families might go, might go to. Um, there's one tomorrow, and I'm sure there'll be plenty throughout the, throughout the summer. And throughout our lifetimes, Allah. There's an economic side like we spoke about. So I encourage you to go home and Google BDS. Just Google it and you'll, you'll know. There's an economic side to this. There's a legal and political side. Your kids, I know my community, I love and respect all of you. Especially the elders, I'm not here to teach you. I'm mainly speaking to the high school, college, and below. If you're my elders, and I'm learning from you, and I've learned from you my whole life. May Allah bless you and protect you. But there's something, it's just, I think you've all seen it too, but it's an observation of our community that we're very much obsessed with paths like engineering and medicine and STEM. Is there anything wrong with them? No, absolutely not. But there can be some of the kids that are here in the masjid today or in, our Houston, in Houston. Some of your kids might be, it can be that their strengths and their weaknesses better align with a different career path outside of engineering and medicine. No need, to hate, no, no need to hate them for that or to fear the unknown. No need to shame them for that or insult them or criticize them or try to force them into a box that they don't fit into. They come out to be an average engineer when they could have been the best lawyer. They might have been an excellent media personality, but you force them to go into work at a desk job and they hated it every day for 30 years. It deserves its own khutbah because there's a lot to be said about colonialization and post-colonialism and countries we come from and different cultures. There's a lot to it. I know it's not simple. A parent deciding what their kid is going to do with their life and how to parent. I'm not a parent yet. I know it's tough. But these things are related. If you really want to have the best presence here in the U.S. And, and maximize and benefit our community and ourselves the most and people around the world, part of the discussion needs to be about career paths. So anyway, the point is encourage your kids. Know that they, you accomplish X, Y, Z in life. Your son, daughter, they might, they might do more or do different. It's not a bad thing. You should support them, inshallah. And of course, there's a legal political side to it. But again, our community needs to develop you know, people that can, that can speak to our representatives, can lobby Congress. It's one of the beautiful things about being in America. There's nothing more American. There's nothing more legal and politically sound than speaking to your representatives. We can't do that around the world. We can't do that here. Well, there's only a handful of people in Houston. Houston has 200,000 Muslims. There's maybe 5, 10, 15. Have I ever spoken to a representative? And I've spoken to 30 so far. I'm just getting started. I'm learning from those who are older. Those are my mentors. And I hope to encourage the kids to do so as well, inshallah. Hopefully we can create a better world. Don't give up hope just because progress seems, it seems very slow and things don't seem like they're changing very fast. You're struggling with yourself with some of the things I mentioned. Like, I, I am obsessed with Gucci online. I am on YouTube all day. Like me. So one, and you start hating yourself. And, no, being patient is also part of it is being patient with our flaws. We are flawed. Be patient. The results don't come quick, but you never give up. As long as you're alive, you keep pushing yourself and pushing those around you. Allah be with the families, the men, women, and children that are in Palestine that are facing oppression and injustice. Allah make things easier for them. Allah protect them. Allah prevent the injustice of the oppressors. O Allah, rid us of these tyrants, these pharaohs. O Allah, end the occupation, end the settler colonialist project, end apartheid, end the racist system. O Allah, show us the truth clearly and guide us to following it. Make us people of action and not just words. Sincere ambassadors of Islam and Muslims in this country and all over the world. O Allah, unite our hearts. Allow us to bring people together regardless of their backgrounds and their preconceived notions. O Allah, grant us true freedom and the understanding that true freedom comes from worshipping you and none besides you. Not from worshipping or enslaving ourselves to anything else. O Allah, make us people of action, not just words. Forgive us our sins, have mercy on us, protect us. 
Allah give us the best in this life and the best in the hereafter. Protect us from hellfire. Allah ma'atina fi dunya hasana. Wa fi al-akhirah hasana. Wa qina adab al-nar. Wa qumu wa ila salatikum. Wa qumu wa ila salatikum. Wa qumu Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar.